Fly ball, left field, it's deep. And it is Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast, episode number 12. And it's an NLE special because we've got a round table of Pete from the Marlins UK. Hello, Pete. Yes, Dave. How are you? I'm very well. Good to, good to see you. Last time I saw you was uh, a bit hazily last Sunday at the at London Stadium. <laughs> Agreed. Nothing's changed. Okay. <laughs> have you got a drink in your hand? Have you got a drink in I your have, hand, mate. Pete? I have. Yeah. The background noise. Bang on form, Pete. Bang it's on a Monday. Form. It's, it's a Monday fun day. <laughs> uh, we are also joined by Tracy from the Mets Online, guys. Hello, Tracy. Hello. How are you guys? Very well. Very well. How are you? Good. Thank you. We are joined by Rob from Nationals in the UK. How are you, Rob? Hi, mate. Very well. Thank you. Good man. Ryan, of course, from uh, Rotor Tricks and this very podcast. How are, hello, Ryan. Delighted to be here once again, David. Oh, Ryan. And, uh, and of course, the uh, <laughs> Bob from the Braves. Is it Braves UK? What is your handle, Bob? Uh, at Braves in the UK, uh, and the Twitter name is UK Braves because I like to keep things complicated. Oh, yeah, of course. You got course. that in there early, Bob. I did. Full intro from you. <laughs> Absolutely. Bob is biting at the bit, so we'll let him off the leash shortly, but we'll, he's going to hold on a little bit longer. So what we're going to do today, we're going to go around every team about five, ten minutes or so, and just get the high points and low points of their season, key players, underperformers, uh, a grade so far on how their season's going between A and F, obviously it's like a school grade, uh, and then what next, predictions, and so forth, and then we'll open up to everybody. Uh, questions for the other teams from everybody else, uh, higher or lower, yes or no questions. We'll all make some analyst predictions as well. We'll have a fun, we'll have some, we'll have a laugh, and um, we'll get this underway. So, can you guys, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rob, I'm going to come to nationals first. I know you're short on time, Rob, so we'll uh, we'll come to you first. We'll go a bit out of order. Yeah, so Rob, you, for that. that's, that's all right, mate. It's, it's good you can join us, buddy. It's good you can join us. So the Nationals are incredibly second currently in the NL East, 42, uh, 47-42, 440 runs, which is the third best in the NL East, 411 runs against, which is second. Uh, you've got a plus 29 differential, 18-8 uh, in June, which has picked up your season. For you, Rob, what are your high points and low points for the team so far this season? It's been a bit down and up, to be honest. <laughs> it, it's, uh, I'm glad we are where we are now, um, rather than when we started. Terrible first couple of months. Um, we were 12 games below, 11 games below 500 at one point. You were, yeah. So June and June, beginning of July has been very good, albeit the last few weeks the fixture been kind to us um, but you still got a win and we weren't winning those games at the beginning of the season um, so yeah I'm, I'm going into your start break I am pretty optimistic I'm very happy you got to be April you're 11 and 14 May you were 12 and 17 and June 18 8 July 
five and one. He's just come off a good series against the Royals. Who? What's been the key to this uprising for the Nationals so far? I think a steady lineup, to be honest. Um, hit with injuries, like we all have, but hit by injuries early on. Trey Turner was injured when Dome was out for a couple of weeks. Um, just weren't getting things done. Just losing, losing silly games. And uh, like I say, now the Turner's back, when Dome's back. Well, he's been he's been back for a while, but just just much more settled. Good setup lineup. Um, the bullpen it's, it's not completely fixed, but it's certainly a little bit better than what it what it was at the start. Um, and, and obviously the starting pitchers they've all been all been great. Well, and so and Scherz has been Scherz has been a revelation since breaking his nose. Oh, he's been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I've been lucky enough to see him a few times. Um, I don't watch that many games, but the games I've been watching him seems to um, start and he's been absolutely brilliant. And your record at home is is what's keeping you going, twenty six and twenty. Uh, you've also owned the league pretty much. You're three and two against the Braves. You're ten and three against the Marlins. Seven and four against us Phillies. You're actually five and eight on the Mets. The Mets seem to be your bogey team this year. Yeah, we, that was before our good stretch started. We got we got swept by the Mets. And since then, it's kind of kicked on. Um, I, I don't know what happened there. It, that was with uh, that was a series I think with Fraser and Pete, and that all got, blew up between them and uh, some mortgage talk or something they had. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know what the hell that was all about. And, and yeah, we got swept. And since then, it's been it's been much better. But for you, Rob, what's been the biggest disappointment? Who have been the underperformers so far that really haven't pulled their weight? Well, they brought in Rosenthal. You know, that, that clearly didn't work. That died. Um, and he's gone now. Um, oh, guys. Uh, oh, you know, it's, it's hard now. Obviously, we're playing well for everyone. <laughs> I've got quite an optimistic view on all the players at the minute. I'm quite happy with them. Uh, the team as it is at the minute. We've got every yeah, reason to be, yeah. If you if you had to give a grade so far for the Nationals, this half term sort of grade, what would you give them? That's a bit of C, I think. I don't think I'd just go any higher, any lower. I, I, this is where I thought I thought we would be a little bit closer to the Braves, if not above the Braves um, in first place at, at the start of the season. But you know, now from the start we had, I'm, I'm quite happy. So yeah, I'll go with a C. I think we can we can do better, um, but I'm, I'm quite happy with where we are. And what next for Nationals? You come off the All-Star break, the next five series against us, the Phillies, the Orioles, the Braves, the Rockies, Dodgers, and then Braves again. That's a pretty that's a pretty tough schedule to kickstart the All-Star break. What, what's your predictions going forward for the rest of the season if you're not uh, getting arrested? That's good. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. I'm <laughs> um, Yeah, really tough. Off the All-Star break, it's going to be a really tough schedule. Got got to play to play Braves loads of times. That's going to that's, that's going to be the uh, defining few weeks. I think I, I can't. I, I don't know what they're going to be doing in the trade deadline and stuff. I think they're going to be looking at bullpen. I, I can't see us looking to sell. I think they're going to try and go for it, um, and I kind of agree with that. It's quite incredible because your, your, your pitching is actually see so you've you've conceded the fewest second fewest uh, runs in the in the NL East at the moment. So for all the troubles you've had, you've definitely steadied the ship of late. Yes, yes, definitely. Although I'm not sure being having the best record in the bullpen for National League East is <laughs> that great. A, no, great it's, a record, but... no, but then but then who has? You know, yeah, we're exactly. all we're all in the yeah. same boat, really. 
Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know who they're going to try and bring in. It has steadied, like you said. I said times already. It has steadied up. Um, it's obviously got Doolittle at the bottom, who, who can be doing well. Um, they did find that uh, Tanner Rainey. He, he came in and was doing very well. He dropped off a little bit, but I saw him the other night and he, he looked good again. Mm. Um, one to swear I can't make my mind up on him. Sometimes he's lights out, and other times he's absolute garbage. I can't make my mind up. Um, but yeah, it's and they've obviously brought in the, uh, Fernando Rodney, who's what is he, 42, 43 years old. He got he got smashed around last night. I think it was against the Royals. The Royals, yeah. Caught a little bit of it. He got smashed about. Got pulled out, but, but until then he was doing quite well. So. As it as it stands, Rob, do you think this Nationals team can one possibly win the NL East, and two, how far in the playoffs, how far postseason can this team go? I think we have to win the division to, to go anywhere in the playoffs. We'll probably come up with the Dodgers if we uh, get in the wildcard game and we're lucky enough to win, win the wildcards. So we'll, uh, we'll come up against the Dodgers and we'll definitely lose that as things stand. Um, but we're going to need the Braves to drop off, I think. Um, however, if we continue on the run we are, we'll probably be there or thereabouts. Um, but I don't know if that's going to last. It's some run we've been on for the last two months. Whether that's sustainable, I don't know. Well, you're on a good. Well, you're five and one so far in July, and you've got the Orioles in there uh, coming up. But yeah, those two series against well, one against us and two against the Braves, and then the Dodgers. Yeah, that's gonna. If you're still in contention after that, then I think you guys are really in the mix. Yeah, it's make or break. Those those few weeks afterwards, that is, that's gonna be the time when we know whether we're gonna be contenders or not. So it's exciting times to be honest. I'm, I'm enjoying watching. The, Baseball again, to be honest. The first couple of weeks, <laughs> I was hating it. It was rubbish, and uh, it, it was a, like a negative place to, to watch. To be honest, the, the ball, the ball club just didn't look great. They all looked down, and Harper mm. came in and smashed us about. And yeah, he it did. All, all very, very negative. Um, but now it, it, it's just good fun. It's really good fun. It is. Well, thank you for your thank you for coming on and uh, giving us a little lowdown on the Nationals so far. If you can stick around for the, the, the end bit, then please do. If you've got to go, mate, just, just mate, drop I've off. I've got to shoot off. I, uh, I've started work at 8 o'clock, so I've got to go. I'm mate, that's absolutely no, thank, fine. Thanks for having me on. No, I'm thank sure, you, Rob. Uh, I'm sure you guys can chat about the Nats as well. From we, 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 we will know you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, guys. Rob, cheers, mate. Cheers, so that was right. the Nationals. Some uh, quick fun facts about the Nationals. They were at one point ten games back from the top. Uh, they're now within six. Uh, they've had a five-win streak is their most. They've also had a five-game losing streak. They've had two games where they've had 15 uh, runs scored. They've had five shutouts against teams and five walk-off wins with none against. Uh, again, thanks to Rob for coming on and giving us a down the Nationals. Uh, let's bring it, bring in Pete from the Marlins. Pete, are you there, mate? Hey, Dave. I'm here. Sorry, are you in a bar? Maybe. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> The whole weekend I saw you in London, you never had a you never had a drink not in your hand. I know it felt like a stag do to me. I got to be honest, <laughs> it had that kind of vibe, didn't it? Well, yeah, but you were there with your wife. I know it was a one man stag. Although saying that, every time I saw you, you ditched her somewhere. Well, no, she was she was just in the queue for the pims, so it was fine. It was a long <laughs> queue, long queues, luckily. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So the, the Marlins, um, I was going through the stats and. You can glaringly see where you're missing out. Your your runs against is is the best in the NL East. Only yeah. 399. So your pitching has been bang on form. However, 
the runs for is 310 by far Oof. and away below everybody else. You're 33 and 55, 19.5 back, forget anything, but that was the expectation. Your home form and away form, you're, you're leveling both the same, 15 and 29, 18 and 26. Uh, Marlon's team ERA is 4.28, which is 30 to the MLB. So the pitching side of it with your young, young pitchers is going great. But uh, mm -hmm. the offense, a different story. <laughs> I think you've summarized it well, mate. That's, that, that's my job done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've researched too I, much. No, I think, I think as you said, we're, we're, as, we're as advertised. And the young pitching has, I would say, actually slightly exceeded expectations within the Marlins mm. uh, fan base. Uh, the lineup and, yeah, the offensive sides has been, I mean, the first 40, 45 games, it was absolutely horrendous. So I think let's describe the first quarter as really bad. And then yeah, the second April, quarter. 6 and 19 in April, then 11 yeah. 15 June. June 13 and 14 and July so far 1 and 5 but June was a good month for you guys yeah yeah exactly we've started playing some good balls so yeah it was good I mean we've picked up we've shuffled the lineup quite a bit trying to find some some pop here there and everywhere you know it's a lot of moving parts it is what it is but the, the highlights of course the pitching staff and we went so long without having to make any changes to the rotation and then three injuries in a row. Next thing is three guys are up and perform as well as the guys who were on the on the IL. So, you know, that's the encouraging sign is starting pitching depth is there. It's young. Let's see what happens in July if they make any moves. But, yeah, I mean, the Marlins are as advertised, I'd say. We started horrendously. The view was, is this the worst team ever okay. in baseball history? Uh, we're not that. Um, there's a lot to be encouraged about, actually. Well, every time you play us, like you're seven and six <laughs> against us, you know, you're two and ten against the Braves, three and five against the Mets, you're three and ten against the Nationals, you're seven and six against us. You, you, every time we see you, I can't believe you then leave us after sweeping us twice and then go away and get thrashed by, by, know. by you know, the, the, the Nationals or the Braves. Oh, you took the Braves close this weekend. It was close, yeah. It, I, I'm going to put it down to the Rio Muto factor, yeah. You know, uh, the boys, the boys want to play well, settle some scores there maybe. So, yeah, it's right. The Phillies, it's been close. The Braves was close and Bob will, Bob will testify to that this week. It was a close series for sure. Good mm. fun. Um, lacking offensively as normal, but yeah, it's all good. Who, who have been the key players and who have been the players who really have been way below par than what you even expected? <laughs> I think um, the guys who've stood out uh, primarily on the pitching side, so Sandy Alcantara's in the All-Star uh, All-Star team, Caleb Smith in the first part as well was uh, very good, and he just came back this weekend and won his game, first game back against the Braves, so happy days. Um, on the lineup side, uh, Garrett Cooper has, has probably been the standout there. Alfaro's actually done well as well, mate, so... Good, good please, to hear. Please Still that. love that guy. Yeah, definitely. I guess on the on the negative side, uh, I don't know the count. Someone will know this, but Stalin Castro and his uh, double play, uh, granted to double play stats are up there for sure. He's been he's been a disappointment. I think we we're looking to move him on. Uh, I'm not sure. He's actually started to hit actually the last couple of weeks. So, but for me, Stalin's not been great. The bottom end of the lineup's not been great. Actually, most of the lineup hasn't been great. So, <laughs> yeah, it's tough to paint a positive picture on that front. Mickey Mickey, Mickey Miguel Rojas has actually been. Very good. He's in your all, is he? Is he the one chosen for the all star for you guys? 
Uh, so Sandy Alcantara is the Alcantara, the chosen. Is yeah, yeah. Because uh, Rohash is as the one that catches my eye when we play you. Yeah, and and they were there was a lot of um, lobbying, I'd say, internally actually for him to be uh, the guy. But you know, a starting young pitcher probably is an easier fit than maybe utility guy for the All Stars. So yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been a tough tough watch offensively most of the time. But what I'd say is most of the games have been competitive because the pitching's good so we've been in games we're not winning them most of the time but uh yeah it's it's been some close action and we're not as bad as we started that's for sure no absolutely not we can testify that yeah exactly um if you had to give them a grade so far a half-term grade what would you give the marlins i think a c mate i think c's fair i think we are as expected the pitching's been a bit better than expected the the bat in the offensive side's been weaker so it's net nets out at a c for me and predictions for the second half, it, it could be a big couple of weeks for you if you're going to get trade some players on. Yeah. Uh, is the trade going to be coming in? And are the Mets catchable for you guys? The, I'll answer the first one. Uh, sorry, the second one first. The Mets are 100% catchable. Uh, and they, to me, look in serious trouble. So, yeah, don't rule out the Mets being uh, fifth in this division. In terms of the next few weeks, we're looking at uh, can we move any of the any of the vets for any probably international uh, international slot money maybe maybe a prospect or two uh, it's going to be interesting I guess the key question is do we want to do anything with any of them starting pitchers the controllable guys Caleb Smiths Trevor Richards ah, time will tell I mean even some of the guys who've come up and done well Yamamoto or Hernandez ah, we'll see what happens it's going to be interesting and you've, you've got the Mets straight off the bat uh, perfect star break then you've got the Padres Dodgers White Sox and D-backs that's not a yeah. bad that's not a bad little run excluding the, the Dodgers well exactly I guess if those guys actually um, have a good stretch especially some of those vets we want to move on then happy days let's see them guys hitting let's get Castro hitting Walker hitting uh, Romo with a couple of saves mm. yeah it's it's possible I mean we had a is, tough stretch in June. July, I think, looks easier for us. I think the Mets are catchable. And is the rebuild, would you say, on schedule so far? Or I think ahead of schedule. Do you think you're ahead? Yeah. I think so, mate. I mean, that's, that's probably the hardest piece, isn't it? You know, getting, mm. getting the pitching pieces together that are, that are reliable and good. And, and depth as well. You keep calling and these guys I mean. up and they keep producing. That's it. And there's a few more down there as well. I mean, uh, Rob, Rob Newell on our, on our podcast, he's our AAA guy. And I mean... He needs a podcast of his own to cover our AAA uh, lineup as well. It's the same with Ryan for us. They could have their own one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, mate. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's slightly ahead of schedule, to be honest. Um, when will the Marlins be contenders? I think next year is probably too early, but the year after, I, we could be in the mix. Who knows? I mean, it's obviously we need to add some offensive pieces. So, uh, I think we've had a good draft this year. Uh, that was the consensus. So, yeah, let's see how some of those college bats play. And yeah, there's a couple yeah. of guys ready to come up as well from from AAA. Isan Diaz was just in the Futures game last night, starting at second base. He's ready. We need to move Castro on. Monte Harrison's ready to rock and roll. Brinson's been doing okay. He's ready. No, there's a few players to come back up, and the rotation's young. Bullpen's doing okay. Uh, it's young. It's, 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 looking, it's looking good for you guys. So every time you play us, if we think... Like, if we had to give you a grade and what we've seen of you against us, we'd give you a B, A minus easily. Wow. You're wrecking our season. Yeah, sorry, mate. Well, um, but hey, it's, we'll get our own back. We've still got a few games against you. 
Pete, thank you very much. We'll get you back on when we uh, open, it, open up the questions to everybody. Awesome. I'm off to the bar. Awesome. Just some fun facts for the Marlins. They've, uh, been, they've had a six-game win streak so far this season. Uh, seven games loss is uh, most they've had. 16 runs uh, in one game, which was in June. It's the highest so far. They've had six shutouts. Uh, they've had four. They've been shut out 14 times, uh, which highlights the, the yeah, which highlights sort of your offensive problems. But you've had six shutouts, which is the second most in the NL East. So again, complete tale of two two sides there. Um, you've had no walkoffs this season, but you've had six against you. Uh, and if you hadn't had those six, you could be right on the Mets' tail. So this, yeah, signs are there. Uh, so still time, uh, still time, absolutely. So moving on to the Mets, Tracy, how are you? Oh, you, no, you mute, you mute your mic, Tracy. You unmute your mic. Sorry, if uh, no one can mute Tracy. No <laughs> one can mute her. She's, Tracy, you, I think you've muted your mic. It, it's got a few technical. Uh oh, we're gonna. Bob, she's here. Bob, are you there? No, she's here. It's fine. She's on. She's turned into a Fanta can, though. Yeah, she's turned. <laughs> That's a very untidy desk there, Tracy. She's, uh, she's uh, not I'm a Fanta can. I saw a wine bottle as well. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> Tracy, how are you? Um, yeah, good, good. Um, good. Weekend at the London series. Which was, as I think everyone will echo, was, was brilliant, wasn't it? It was amazing. It was just very surreal, like hearing the national anthem at the game and stuff like that. It was just a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Although I, it did give me a little tingle when it was belted out. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, it, it was an awesome weekend. So let's get into the Mets, Tracy. They're fourth <laughs> currently. <laughs> 40 and 50, uh, 30 and a half games back. They're, they're now just ahead of the Marlins who are catching them. 420 runs this, uh, this season so far, which is fourth best in the NL East. 466 allowed, which is the, the, the highest in the NL yeah. East. Minus 46 difference. Three and seven in the last seven. Uh, your home record's good. 23 and 19 at home. It's your road trouble. 17 and 31. I know. Oh, you've owned the Marlins this year, five and three. You're only four and six against the Braves. You're four and nine against us. We've we've had your number this year, and you're eight and five on the Nats. So actually, your, your divisional, your divisional against against divisional yeah. opponents is good, except for us. It's every, it's out the league is struggling. Yeah. Um, what has been the the, the high points? Dare I ask? And uh, there are many low points. Um, high points. I can think of three players. Uh, Pete Alonso. Well, yeah, that is a given. He's been unbelievable. Him and McNeil. Yeah, Jeff McNeil was my other one. And uh, Dom Smith has shown a few highlights as well. Uh, don't shake your thumb at me. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan shaking his thumbs up. In a <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't start disaster for you guys. You were 13 and 13 in April, 13 and yeah. 15 in May, but June is when it really tailed off for you guys and the problems crept in on and off the pitch, uh, off the mm -hmm. ballpark. What's, what is going on with the Mets? Um, <laughs> Where'd you start? Well, yeah. Um, I won't, wouldn't be surprised if there were more sackings. Um, I think 
from what I've heard from various sources, there will be more coming and quite imminently. Wow. So don't be surprised if uh, the coaches lineup is the same when we come back from All Star. Um, the bullpen needs a kick up to the rear. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure what we've done to Diaz. I think we've broken him a bit. Um, starting pitching has been okay, but could do better. Um, no, he's, well, well, the the Grom, you got to feel for him. Yeah, yeah, but I think that that we need to get the starting pitchers going longer into games, so we're not having to rely on the bullpen so much. Um, you've got players like Vargas that you're struggling if you get to ninety pitches from them. Um, Zach Wheeler, other than yesterday, has been pretty good. Um, and some well, of the others well, have... well, to be fair to Wheeler, it was just one bad inning at the start, wasn't it? Which, which really derailed him. The Phillies went for him and, and completely yeah. lit him up in the first inning. But then he settled down, to be given credit, quite well for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that the um, starting pitchers need to go deeper into games. Not rely so heavily on the bullpen because the bullpen suck. <laughs> and um, management need to learn how to speak to reporters and uh, not get threatened with violence and things. Well, I think Ariata can take that course as well after, <laughs> after the yeah. other night. Yes. Um, say, do you think Callaway's on limited time now? Yes, almost certainly. He's on a very short leash at the moment, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that leash gets completely tugged. And uh, if you had to give this Mets team a grade so far, don't forget, it only goes far, down as far as F. <laughs> what would you give them? A C minus to a D. <laughs> C minus to a D. That's yeah. better than I thought. Um, well, like I, I say, I but, think what they need to do to get back. I, to hang on, Bob. Bob, Bob, save it, Bob, save it. He's jumping at the bit. <laughs> I think if it wasn't for Alonso and McNeil, it would be a lot worse. Mm. Because um, if Alonso carries on the way he's going, he's going to get the most home runs for a rookie in a season. Which would be incredible. Would be what an achievement, especially in that yeah. Mets team. Yeah. Um, and Jeff McNeil's ERA is pretty average. Damn good yeah. Three, 3.56, I think. 8.6, I think. Uh, could be wrong. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Let me. Ryan, Ryan, do you know it? I had to be. To, I was making notes about something else. So, do you? Can I apologise for not listening to no, you two? No, you can't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Jeff McNeil's batting average is. It's very uh, high. <laughs> I had a notification come up, and that's just gone off my screen. It was uh, over three thirty. I would have thought he's absolutely on fire. His contact skills are, are very impressive. Three point four nine. Yeah. There we go. It's, it's top of the. Uh, it's top of the NL East. It's top of the NL and MLB by quite a way. Yeah, um, he's been a revelation, and I think him and Alonso have been fantastic. And I know I've bitched quite a bit about um, some of the clubhouse culture, but him, McNeil, um, and Smith 
they formed quite a good little posse together and apparently they're the ones that are in front of the lockers first thing giving the reporters the positive spin and taking a leadership role within the clubhouse it's, it's, it's what's needed. After, after the All-Star break, you've got the Marlins, Twins, Giants, Padres, Pirates. That's not a bad run to yeah. re-kickstart the year for you guys. Pirates, Twins may cause you some problems. Marlins will be gunning for you, but you, yeah. you've, had, you've had the Marlins numbers so far this year. But yeah. if, you, if you sacked Callaway and sort of started a clean slate after the All-Star break, you've not got a bad run of, of series to, to do that on. Well, rumour has it uh, there's been feelers out for Girardi. There are some big changes ahead then, if that's the case. But I don't know if it will happen this side of the season. But uh, we've got Terry Collins still in the organisation. He could step back into that role. And you've got Jim Riggleman as the bench coach as well, who's got managerial experience. So So interesting times ahead then for the Mets. Do you you think the Grom's going to be traded? There's some rumour about it. Uh, no, we've just signed a pretty long extension with DeGrom. Right, well, that's put me in the shade. <laughs> Why am I different? Someone's really given some false information there. Because before the start of the season, wasn't it like a six-year deal? Of course he did. Of course he did. Dave, Dave are you thinking of Syndergaard? Because that yeah. might be a bit more... No, uh, no. Uh... Is it Syndergaard yeah, trade? It's... Possible. <laughs> Anyone? What? What? <laughs> Because um, do you think the Mets at some point are going to have to blow it up and start again? Yeah, and rebuild around McNeil and Alonso. And Alonso, yeah. And then possibly the Grom and Syndergaard if, if they hang around. Because I fear that the longer you leave it, the worse it's going to get for you guys in terms of the rebuild. And the, you're going to fall behind the Marlins, undoubtedly. Um, Jared Kalinich would have been quite nice to go with uh, those guys. <laughs> No. But, um, you, mean, you mean future Hall of Famer, Jared Kelenich? Um, I'm just saying the rebuild might have been a nice starter to um, stick with the guy that you already had him instead of getting a closer who has like the most blown saves in the NL or something. <laughs> Good start there, Ron. Good start. Hey, we haven't mentioned Robinson Cano so far. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this is supposed to be Bob, isn't it? This I'm this so sorry. Guys, I'm so sorry. Guys, this is Tracy's, Tracy's time for the Mets. You'll get your opportunity. Sorry, Tracy. No, you're not. <laughs> um, well, since Bob brought up, you know, it's really fucking... Well, sorry. That's our first... Bleep, that's our first swear that's word. That's way worse than me and Bob. Way worse. That comes from Tracy. That's outrageous. Our first right. swear on the podcast. And it comes from you, Tracy. You potty mouth. I wound her up there, didn't I? She went yeah, all feral. Got, yeah, you two ganged up on her. And so that's <laughs> my fault, guys. It's on me. I apologise. Well, that, that oh, I've now got a, pop, a parental guidance on this podcast now. Thank you, Tracy. You're welcome. Dave, Dave I'll just cover it for you for asking such softball questions. Right. It comes to something <laughs> when your 82-year-old uh, pitching coach can run faster than your second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. And on that note, we'll uh, we'll, leave, we'll park the Mets there for now. Tracy, thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm sorry. Uh, some little... No, you're fine. Uh, some, some fact, <laughs> you're for Wyatt. You wait till I'm ever invited on your podcast. <laughs> F-bomb in left, right and centre. Hey, does that mean we can start swearing now? No, no. it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's PC. We're PC. 
PG, PG, PG. Oh, I'm flustered now. Chase has got me flustered. Uh, some facts on the Mets. They've had a, their highest win streak is four this year. Their, their longest losing streak is seven. Eleven is the most runs scored in the game so far. They've had four shutouts and seven against. Um, three walk-off wins this season. And they've been on the receiving end of six walk-off losses so far this season. Tracy, thank you very much, your potty mouth. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll, we will talk to you in a bit when we open it all back up. Uh, Ryan, let's get this back on track, man. I'm uh, Phillies. Oh, let's take it again. <laughs> Where do we start with this, mate? So the Phillies, 47 and 43, average of 5 6.5 back. Uh, steady the ship a little bit, 5 for 5 in the last 10 games. 442 runs is the second best in the NL East. Everyone going, we've got offensive problems. We haven't even got going yet. And we're still we're still doing well. However, 440 allowed is the fourth worst in the NL East, but it's just behind the Nationals. Um, Ryan, home season so far, 27 wins to 17. Our home record's fantastic. Away from home, we are 20 and 26. Uh, Ryan? High points and low points for us so far this year, to you? Um, yeah, I think most of the high points have come on the offensive side. Although I will give a little shout out to Hector Neris, who's yeah. really steadied the ship and become this sort of locked-in closer in the main part. So he's he's done brilliantly and it's nice to see because he's he's a very likable guy on the mound. Mm, so absolutely. That, that's been nice. And there's been some other young pieces that have done well, better than I thought they would. Scott Kingry's been on fire for yeah, about a month. At the start of the so, season, Ryan, you were you were very sceptical on Scott Kingry, weren't you? Well, I, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Half a season doesn't do it for me. But um, the strikeout rate doesn't sit well with me. He doesn't take enough walks. We know this anyway. We go on and on. But hopefully, you know, the contact skills are there. The power's there. Speed's there. So he's been nice. And, you know, Hoskins and Harper... All right, you might say they haven't lit the world alight, but 127 walks between the two, only 199 strikeouts. That's a leap for a 3-4. Um, and so that's probably why the offense sits in a sort of decent shape. The starting pitching, on the other hand, and the bullpen in particular, has struggled. Um, Although injury, injuries have not helped the bullpen. And the return of Tommy Hunter has been a welcome return, hasn't it? And yeah. Morgan, to an extent. Morgan's still finding his way back in from injury. But again, he's been, he's been solid in his last couple of outings. Yeah, I mean, even right now, Arano, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Nishek, Nicasio, Eikhoff, Robertson, those six oh, are currently no, Nicasio, on Nicasio can be shot to the sun as far as I'm concerned. Dave, um, the negativity. I yeah, mean. no, I've had enough of Nicasio. I've always learned how to say his name properly and I'm, I'm, I'm done with him. <laughs> wow. my, heart, my heart sinks when he comes into games. I, I, can't, I can't look at him anymore. Alvarez has turned it around. I, I'm credit to Alvarez, who's been a lot, lot better. But yeah, oh, no, I can't say it. Again, no, I mean, the injuries have been there, Dave, and it's true. But I mean, in the same way that I play fantasy baseball, I don't want to use injuries as an excuse per se, because no, no. the best teams in baseball have the depth to be able to cope with even a few cluster injuries in a certain position. And and when we look at the Braves, who are running away with this division and probably will run away with this division, in my opinion. Oh. The, the difference is that they have 
not only five starting pitchers, all right, actually the starting pitching hasn't been fantastic so far, but it's certainly got them by. The bullpen hasn't been fantastic, actually, but it's got them by. But then when you look at AAA, there's guys ready to go. They've got Allard, they've got Fultonevich, they've got Kyle Wright, they've got Luis Gohara, they've got Joey Wentz, they've got Ian Anderson in AA. These are all elite prospects, and it just goes down through the organization, and that is the difference. I like you, Ryan. Yeah. I, like, I right. said I like well, you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we have to, we have to, we have to discuss here. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> we do, but we can get to them. This is us, Ryan. I know, but it's important on this podcast when we're talking about well, all of the teams in the NLEs, Dave. Just to, you know, injuries are a problem, yes, but then it's who's coming in to help. And really, if the Phillies, if the Phillies could take the likes of Nick Pavetta and Vince Velasquez and perhaps mold them into bullpen arms, then great. But right now, because they don't quite have the pitching depth to have other starters come into the rotation. They're having to rely on the likes of Vince and Nick um, to turn into starters. And they've proven time and time again that they can only go five innings. Yeah. Uh, it started so well. March 3 and 0, April 13 and 13, May, which was a real tough schedule in, involving two series with the Cubs, the Brewers, the Dodgers. We came out 17 and 13. Our tails and heads were high, and then we went to June 11 and 16. Uh, the wheels really fell off until the bamboo came in, and we've settled the ship. Three and three so far in July. We've we've owned the Mets this year, nine and four. Uh, we've five and four against the Braves so far this year. Uh, however, the Nats four and seven, the Marlins six and seven. Marlins especially. These are the games where the Braves and Nats are owning the Marlins this year. This is where we're losing out. Key games against the Marlins, which we should not disrespect to Pete and the Marlins, but we we should be winning, especially when we're blowing six run leads to them as well. Um, yeah, you don't want to see their offense get up ahead of steam against you, that's for sure. If you lose a game to them one or two nothing, then you understand why with the pitching, as we spoke about. But no, I don't want to be too negative, Dave. There no, are, no, there I, are I, positives, there, the are, there, are, there are negatives. Um, but you know, it's interesting that we come on here and Washington are on a high and they've been on a, a very good run. They're half a game ahead of the Phillies. So let's not blow this no, too far I'm, out of proportion. No, because, I'm not. I, yeah. you no, no, I'm not like saying you are. No, no, it's not. It's not. I'm not I'm, saying I'm you are. I'm, I'm talking first. about the, the whole, you know, like the, well, the well, fan base has a tendency to overreact because it's y- a big club. Yes, let's to the positives. We're, we're in the wildcard places. We're in the all-star break. We're in the wildcard places by 0.5 from the Brewers, who have uh, cooled off a little bit from the last time I saw them. If you had to give this team a grade so far, what would you say for the Phillies? Um, I would give them a, a B- minus because oh, it's more than wide. No, I think some of the some of the grades so far have been a bit to give Washington a C was pretty harsh considering where they are. Um I would give them a B minus. Yeah, the, the pitching just hasn't been there and yet despite no. that they sit in a wild card spot. So to me uh, that says that says to me if the pitching does find its feet then who's to say that this team can't solidify and grab one of those wild card spots. Exactly. Exactly. The fact that we're we're, we're 6.5 back from the Braves. The main thing for me this year is we make the postseason. I don't care how. Now, I'm looking at the wild card more than the Braves. 0.5 in. Great. This team hasn't even got going yet. Harper's not fully got going yet. His last 15 games, he's been hotting up. Average of 2.95. Four home runs, 12 RBIs, 12 walks. He leads the Phillies with runners in scoring positions. He is the seventh in doubles. 
on base percentage of three uh, three six nine, sixty two RBI, sixteen home runs. Harper's warming up. Hoskins doing his job. JT is the best catcher in baseball. Uh, Jay Bruce, what a what a, a brilliant under the radar signing that's been. Yeah, um, he's better than Robinson Cano. I know, I know that. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Tracy. She's Matt, swearing Tracy, again. Tracy, Tracy, you I want the listeners to Dave, know. Dave, you can't don't say what like that. And that is disgrace. That is all. I can't condone that, Trace. No, it's me again. I'm winding her up. I'm sorry, guys. Um, no, Jay Bruce has been a nice addition, especially. I mean, I was there in San Diego when McCutcheon got hurt on that horrible play, and you sort of felt your stomach stinks. Um, my stomach stink? No, my stomach. Nothing's sunk. It's sunk. My stomach sunk. I can't say it, Dave. Uh, yeah, and like you said, uh, Neris as well has been really up there. I'm so happy for, for Hector Neris. Long may that continue. Yes. Uh, I think the bullpen is solidifying now with Hunter back, uh, Morgan back, Alvarez does a job. Neris is, is reliable so far as a, as a, as a closer. We've just got to sort that, that rotation out. Are the players going to trade for, for some starters? Um, no, I don't think they will. Um, I, I think the problem is that the the Phillies um, they do have some good prospects and they've got some actually there's some nice pitching in the system that's not as much as the Braves but Spencer Howard's interesting Delos Santos is interesting there's a kid Ramon Rosso is very interesting Adonis Medina and if you go down to high A and low A there's even more arms down there so um, Francisco Morales is interesting, and that New Zealand kid that we were talking about the other oh. day. So the pitching's interesting, and there's a few bats, but I think it's quite clear to me that if what you're aiming for is a wild card place, and in the modern era that wild card place enters you into a one-off game to get into the playoffs, and even if you win that one-off game, you face the Dodgers in a, in a five-game series. Best of five, or it'd be best of seven, is it? First round, best of seven now. Regardless, best of five, best of five, five right? Potentially, five. I don't see the, Yeah, if the Phillies beat them in a best of five or a best of seven, I'll be pretty shocked. So they will the win point, the World Series, surely. <laughs> yeah, but the, that's the point, isn't it? So the front office has to say to themselves, "Are we willing to trade away good prospects no, for a chance at a one-off game?" For the chance of playing the do- the answer's probably no. No, because next season's the season, especially with Alex Bohm coming up to be third base. We'll ditch Franco up. No offense to Franco, but we will trade him, trade him off, get some more pieces in. I think this off season we, we get the arms we need and then really start to contend for next season. This season was all about put the foundations in place, Harper, JT, uh, Bruce has been fantastic, Segura, Hoskins, and then next year get those final pieces we need and then make a proper run for it. Because this year was just about getting the playoffs to me. That's all I, all I wanted. Plus five. Quick question. Yes, Tracy. Do you think that in reality that the wild card will come from the NL East? I, well, interesting. I've got a very same question for all of you guys later on. Uh, <laughs> if you're asking me now, I think uh, it'll be NL Central versus uh, NL East. Ryan, interesting. Um, yeah, 
I certainly think the Brewers have probably got enough in them to, to make a run. And I, I wouldn't be that sh- shocked if if team like the Rockies got involved either. So it's wide open. I don't think any, clearly with Washington and Philly in those positions right now, the strength of the teams in those positions is not sort of, sort of jaw-dropping. So, you've, you've, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams all within 5.5 of each other. The Mets are only seven out the wild card. I wouldn't... Well, your problems, but yeah, everybody, everybody, (laughs) all bar the Marlins who are definitely out, everybody in the NL East still has a shot of of postseason. It's going to be... The the, the Giants aren't making the wild card. I'll I'll, I'll happily say that. 5.5 back? Although they're 7-3 recently. Let's let's see. This is for everyone later on. This is for everyone later on. These are my my notes. Ryan? Just your comment about the uh, wild card. No, that's fine, Trey. No, No, that's fine. Absolutely fine. Ryan, that's our brief chat on the Phillies. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, the Phillies have had 60 days in first. Oh, my God, those days seem like so long ago. Um, we, we never had that much of a big lead. We were only 3.5 was our biggest lead over the Braves. Uh, we've had 11 games over 500. No, we've had more. That's a, that's a crap stat. That's not right. Uh, our highest win streak is four. Only four. Again, we can't get a run together, can we? We're so hit and miss. Seven games. Language. Well, oh, come on, I had to restrain myself then. Uh, our longest losing streak is seven, which was saved by the Brad, Brad Miller bamboo. Uh, the 14 runs is the highest score in the game. It so was far. saved by the Mets, it wasn't saved by the bamboo. Rubbish! Uh, we've had two walk off wins so far this season, but five walk offs against us. We've also had five shutouts. Perfect, right? Let's let him off the leash, let him out the gate. Bob. Go on, Bob. Get stuck in there, lad. <laughs> First of all, Braves only for now, mate. We'll, we'll open it up in a bit. Okay, okay. So I, I, right. I can leave that. <laughs> 54 and 37, 0.593. 491 run, uh, runs so far by miles top of the NL East. 432 against only the third best. So your pitching hasn't been all that great, but yeah, your offensive power is putting you through. At home, 28 and 19 on the road, 26 and 18. Uh, the, the, this Braves team, they're on fire. You've been, let's say that you, in April and May, you were 14 and 12, 14 and 12. June, 20 and 8. June, you came alive. Dave, when we did the show back in March, just, just remind listeners in the running order where you put the Braves. Just so, just so we're clear on this. It was, it was a random order, Bob. Right. So we randomly appeared second in the in the, the running sheet because you you thought the Braves were going to win the division, right? Mm. Okay. Just, I just want to set the table. Right? So, so June twenty and eight. <laughs> what's what's been behind this uh, ignite of of your of your form? Um, it, it's hard to put it down to any one thing. Um, in that we, it's not like we were ever that bad in the first six months of the season. It was just between uh, some issues with lineup construction and with the bullpen that started pretty badly. But I think got actually reasonably good quite quickly. It just took people time to realise. Um, and then we, like everyone in the National League East, went to Los Angeles and kind of got run over. Yeah. Um, and then that weekend, we went to Arizona and Brian Snitker went, well, 
let's just shuffle this batting order up a bit because this isn't quite working. And it hadn't been, even though everyone had been hitting reasonably well. Um, put Ronald Acuna back at the top of the order. Dansby Swanton, who's been one of many kind of big surprises this year in a two spot. Donaldson in the number four. Um, and then Donaldson, like, like you can, you can thank us for Donaldson. Well, no, we can thank Joe Musgrove for Josh Donaldson because uh, you you can attribute Donaldson's hot run to um, uh, that that game on uh, that day game against Pittsburgh where um, Donaldson got Musgrove rejected and then ever since has been on fire. Um, and then I think it was the following week we went back to Atlanta and Tierte hit the uh, injured list and we put up Austin Riley. Um, Riley, a corner infielder who was kind of hitting so well in AAA that there wasn't really any point in keeping him down there. Um, and ever since then, the lineups just snuck in, just kind of fit into place. Um, and yeah, we've been swinging really unbelievably hot bats. I, I don't want to make this comparison because I know what people will think, but it reminds me a little bit of the 2017 Astros. I remember when the Astros came to Atlanta in 2017 for two games, they just beat the shit out of our pitching. Yeah. And then, sorry, Dave, what is all that? Well, get it in, Language. right? They, they scored, I think, 25 runs in two games. And it was like, damn, these guys are good. And that's kind of been what the Braves have been doing to other teams this year. So while the pitching's not been great, while the bullpen's got better, the starting pitching's kind of got worse, it's kind mm. of been hidden. Um And yeah, we're in a pretty good spot now to kick on, I think. You've, you're doing exactly what you need to win the division. You're 10-2 against the Marlins. You're 8-4 and four against the Mets. You, you, you haven't taken naps that many times. You're two and three on the naps, and you're four and five against us. But you're you're beating the teams, which which what we can't do. That's the thing. We're winning series. Um, yeah. I, th- I think we've lost two si- since that Diamondbacks. Uh, since that Dodgers series, I think we've lost two series. I may be that, wrong on that, but it's, that's, where it's, that's where it's gone the other way for us. Where at the start of the year we were winning, we weren't. We weren't sweeping that many teams. But we were winning series. Now that's going against us as well. Where you've gone the opposite way. And hence now you're you're six six point five. What are you six ahead? What who's been the well underperformers? There can't be that many. Maybe you're starting pitchers, but who's been the key players and the underperformers so far? Um, yeah, I mean underperformers. Like I, I think at the start of the year with the starting rotation, the the, the mantra kind of was. We think we've got enough bodies to the point where we can ride some guys not doing as well as they have and, you know, have some guys kind of come up and surprise us. It's not kind of worked out the way I would have expected. Like, Foltinovich and Gaussman both started the year on the IL. They're now both in AAA, which isn't ideal. Julio Tehran's been up and down. I, I saw someone in the week describing as the worst good pitcher they've ever seen. Um, <laughs> we've had, you know, we started the season in Philly with Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson in, in, in the rotation. And, Bring him know, back. So that's a, well, we brought Bryce Wilson back last week and he pitched six innings of two-run ball against the Phillies. Um, but, they, you know, that was a baptism of fire for them. But, I mean, I, I could go on for ages talking about this team, so I'll try and be brief about some of them. Mike Soroka has been great. Um, like, uh, you know, he was pitching at one point with a kind of 1.2 ERA. Okay, he's, he's been hit around a little now, bit. Now, Soroka's interesting because a lot of people say, well, Alex Carr, <laughs> who I know you know well, and he's got a point. Soroka gets beaten up by the teams with the big hitters and he hasn't faced that many of those teams yet. 
Do you worry that come you know, I mean, season when he pitched half a season of Major League Ball, like you know, he's pitched against the Cardinals, he's pitched against I think the Cubs, he's pitched against you lot, and last time I looked, you guys weren't that bad. Um, and, and after getting lit up in the first inning, still went up four point two innings and hundred pitches. Um, yeah. like. Yeah, like, but it, there's only so long you can say he's kind of got lucky. He's pitching every fifth day, like, you know, in a half a season sample. Like, it's it's okay to think that a 1.2 RA isn't sustainable, but also be quite excited because he's really good. With a history of very good control in the minors as well. So it isn't exactly a kid that's doing it out of nowhere. I have to say, I completely disagree with Alex Carr on this day. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, he's a, he's a good pitcher. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, Austin Riley, what a, a yeah. star that man's been for you. Yeah, um, you know, like, who needs to walk, right? Who cares that guy doesn't uh, just like Getting back at Alex like, Carr again. It's, well, it's a home run every third game. Like, it doesn't really matter any of the time. The, the, the thing about Riley is, like, a lot of the external signs are good. A lot of people are t- saying that, you know, he had a quote last week. He's like, well, home runs are all well and good, but it'd be nice if I walked every once in a while. Um, so he's saying the right things. Yes, he's got a problem with sliders down and away, but most guys that come from the minors kind of generally have an adjustment period against really good secondary stuff because you don't face it in AAA. Um, he's still been really good. And, like, to be honest, if he can keep it, you know, home run, two home runs every week, like, the fact that his walk rate's a little bit low doesn't really matter. And he was the guy that kind of came in and everyone else said, oh, boy. Um, we we better pick up our game. And like ever since then, and the other thing about Riley, the thing that I don't think he's got enough credit for, is that he was a third baseman. And you know, Josh Donaldson's at third base. He will be there for the rest of the year. Riley got called up. He played like two games in AAA in left field, and they went right, go go man left field in in the major leagues. And he's been fine, like not exceptional. As we saw yesterday, Charlie mm-hmm. Colson came in the ninth, and you know, we'll, we might be able to talk about him in a minute. Riley's been great. Um, Freddie Freeman's fantastic. I love watching him here. I, I, yeah, I like you know, I can't, you can't, you can't hate Freddie Freeman. No, of course uh, not. But you uh, as, as, much, as much as you want to, you can't. You, he's got, he plays the game in the right way. He's bloody good. The- there was, there was a game a couple of weeks ago where Freeman, because Freeman's never hit a grand slam, and I think the game two weeks ago is the kind of epitome of why. He came up with the bases loaded, I think, with one out. And most people, you know, obviously trying to clear the fences. Freeman saw his first pitch, just jammed it, like hit a long double to left centre and went, I'm just going to try and hit this ball into the outfield and, and, and knock a couple in. And Freeman's great to watch. I'd hate to pitch to him. He's a left-hander that doesn't split against left hand. We do. Happy to <laughs> he kills us. Yeah, he kills if, everyone. If you um, had, if you had to give a grade for the Braves so far, mate. Um, probably, really... probably an A You know, it hasn't been perfect, but it's been pretty damn good. Um, the pitching's been up and down, but like we're in a good spot. And I think we'll talk about trades and stuff going forward. But we, I think when you, you know, we talk about the division and like anything can happen, but we're in a far better position in the next three weeks to add players and either the, the Phillies or the, or the Nationals. So, so that's, that's really good as well. And like the offense probably isn't going to stay this hot all year, but I've just been checking and apparently we scored more runs than the Dodgers this year, which is a little bit of a surprise. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I feel, I feel in a pretty yeah. good place right now. Yeah, you have actually. Yeah, just look at that. You got a uh, their, their differential is 129. They're not conceding yes. many either. Yeah, um, better than ours. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, prediction is this Braves team going to win an at least? Yes. Uh, how far in the postseason are they going to get this time? 
Um, yeah, they've got a year under their belt now from last year. Hopefully they lose yeah. the World Series, Dave. <laughs> yeah. um, let, let, let's see. Let's see what we do in the next three weeks. Um, we do need pitching. Um, like, do, you, you know, do, you, do you think the Braves are going to go out and get a pitcher? If so, who? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, yes, I think we will. Like, I think right now, if we were going to have a four-man playoff rotation, Mike Soroka would be one, Dallas Keiko would be another, and then there's kind of two open spots. I feel like between Foltinevich, Tehran, Freed, Bryce Wilson, Kyle Wright, Kevin Gaussman, we can find one guy. I think we need to bring in one guy from elsewhere. I would love us to bring in someone like Zach Greinke, but I don't think that's the kind of contract Alexander is going to want to take on. Um, it's difficult to say. Like there's, there's been reports this week linking us with Zach Wheeler with the Mets. Um, there's a few other names being banded about as well. Bumgarner's never that far away, but I don't think we'll go for him. I don't. Think we, we, have, we have got enough. We have got enough prospects to the point where we've kind of got to make some moves now. I was going to say you, you've got the prospect, like unlike the Phils, who are a little bit restricted than that because the prospects that we have. We're probably going to see come through. Uh, we don't. We don't really want to give away too many. Whereas you guys are stacked of prospects. Yeah, and we've kind of, you know, given the way the the Rule Five draft works, like there's no point in keeping hold of all of them because we'll lose a few in the winter anyway. Um, so yeah, like between the prospects we've got, we've got Adam Duvall in AAA is absolutely raking. I keep forgetting about him. Keep about Adam Duvall. Be- yeah, and I kind of feel like, you know, if we're going to be talking, we need, a, we need a closer as well. We haven't mentioned Luke Jackson, and, and, and like I said, I could probably talk about the brace for a couple of hours. We need a closer as well, and I feel like Adam DeVal is going to be a real nice bit of a trade. Like, if we go to the Giants and say, well, you can take two of any of this group of prospects, and we'll chuck in this, like, guy that in, in 2016 and 2017 had two 100 RBI seasons, and who can play like gold glove level left field. I think, you know, we've got him just sitting in triple A mm-hmm. to do. Um, so yeah, like it's never that easy to predict Alex Anthopoulos. A lot of his trades have been quite complicated in the fact there's been a lot of different parts, but expects us to make a move um, in terms of who I, I like, again, clicky there's, there's talks about Wheeler. Um, I don't want to take, you know, I'm going to say a bit on the Mets later on, but I don't think it's a great <laughs> sign for the Mets that Zach Wheeler's got like a 4.70 RA and yet teams are queuing up to trade for him because they think they can make him better. Um, I don't think that's the best sign for the Mets. It will be someone like that. Like, I love Granky. I right. love Trevor Bauer, although I don't think the Indians are going to be selling. Minor? Smith from the Marlins? Minor? Rangers? Um, uh, the Marlins aren't going to get a good enough offer to trade any of their starters, so I'm not worried about that. Mike Miner, uh, possibly, but I don't know if the Rangers are going to sell. Um, there's Matt Boyd of the Tigers, who. We could go to. There's a lot of options. Like they'll be considering everyone. I don't doubt that. Um, looking, looking forward as well. You've got you've got an interesting uh, run after the All Star. You've got Padres and the Brewers. Interesting series. And the Nats and the Royals. Then us and then the Nats. So it's interesting. The, the run gonna... after the All Star break isn't that nice. But I... oh, he's breaking up. If we if we need it in the uh, in the in September, if we need the games, like we finish with like four against the Giants, a series against the Marlins, a series against the Royals, and a series against the Mets. So if we need it in September, like, like that's not too bad. Um, so Wild yeah, it is for us. 
we, we've got, you know, we've got to play the Nationals 14 more times. And, like, you know, if, if we manage to go 3-11 and 11 in that run, then we might be in some trouble. But that's probably the thing that's going to stick us All up. Right. Else. But we're, we're in good shape. You are. Well, understatement, yeah. Uh, so, cheers, Bob. Um, the Braves, some facts. They've had 24 days in first place. Um, their biggest gap was four games back to us. Uh, never been any more than four. Always been within uh, touching distance. They've had an eight-win streak this season, only a four-loss streak. Uh, they've had five walk-off wins. Uh, they've never had any against. Uh, five shutouts and 15 runs scored in one game. Oh, I said one yesterday. <laughs> oh, you nearly. You're so I was rooting the Marlins on, basically loaded no outs and... Couldn't get that run driven home. Charlie Culberson, because but, oh boy, it, like, that was a hell of a throw. Right, uh, Charlie Culberson's right up there. Right, I was going to throw it open, but uh, Tracy disappeared at the worst time. Uh, so let's throw it open with some predictions and some uh, higher or lower and yes or no's. Then, uh, so I need like fewer word answers as possible here, guys. The biggest surprise in the NLEs so far in terms of team and player, Pete. I'll start with you. Great start. Hey, Dave. Sorry, mate. What was the question? <laughs> I said, he's on his fourth now, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's slurring. The biggest <laughs> surprise in the alley so far, team and player? Uh, biggest surprise is the Mets, how bad they are. And player? Equally, the player. I think Pete Alonso, I think, has been ahead of what everyone expected, I think, from, an, from afar. So, Mets, Mets. Uh, okay, Ryan? Um, in terms of team, probably the biggest surprise would I, yeah would have to be the Mets, I guess, because I, I thought that they would be better. And I'm just looking at the standings. I, I'm not sort of Mets bashing here whatsoever. I, I did. I do think they've got. No, I'm not Mets bashing, but yeah. Um, and in terms of player, I would say Dansby Swanson's probably the biggest surprise. He's he's really turned into something half decent at least. All right, Tracy. Um, I'm surprised at the Phillies this year that they haven't continued their streak that they got off with. Yes, back to you. <laughs> the same, dear. <laughs> um, probably Pete Alonso because we were told that he couldn't defend before he came up and he can defend and he can hit. I think Lonzo is going to be a, a, a sweep across the board, nearly. Uh, Bob, yeah, I think it has to be the Mets. I'll come. I'll, I'll loop back around to that in a minute. Like I, I, I had a feeling they weren't going to be quite as good as everyone was making out. But being you know ten games under five hundred um, at the halfway mark is is impressive by any standard. Uh, player, that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, I, I love Pete Alonso as much as the next man. I'll say Mike Soroka. Um, maybe it shouldn't be that big of a surprise <laughs> to, come in to, to pitch to pitch. Uh, you know, one point two, one. That's not allowed, Bob. <laughs> not, no, no, we're not having this, Bob. Uh, take that. Give us another one. Well, I can't. I can't pick, I can't pick a guy that, that had like a one point three RA for the first two no. months of the season. No, no you what's your second help? choice? Right, okay, I'm just going to reel off Braves players now. Um, <laughs> <You're not. laughs> That's what we're not allowing, mate. Okay. I was on the big long list of Braves fans that thought Brian McCann was a terrible signing. Brian McCann's come in and been a really, really good catcher. 
If you keep right. asking me, Dave, I'm going to keep yeah, moving right. on. M moving on. Luke moving Jackson. on. Jackson. Right. right. Okay. Next question. Luke Jackson, genuinely. DFA five right. times. Good. Good. Cut the mic. You mean Cut the mic. Cut it off. Right. The Marlins will finish with 63 wins, same as 2018. Higher or lower, Ryan? You just say 53. 63. Oh, higher. But I think higher. They'll win 1-0 more often than not. Tracy? Um, yeah, they're at 33 at the moment. 33 at the yeah, moment. We'll go higher. Oh, this is nice. Bob? Lower, just. <laughs> He's just uh, doing this a bit. I'm going lower as well, mate. Oh, really? A realist. Look at him. Well, yeah. I've got 59 for the Marlins. Nothing. Feels right. Feels fair. Okay. You had 60, 63 last year, so you reckon a decline in last year? Yeah, only just. A couple of guys traded away, and you know, we'll see what happens with the pitching. We'll All see. Right. All right. Okay, Nick, we'll start with you, Pete, for the next question. Braves will get 90 wins, higher or lower. Ooh, what, what, are they, what are they on now, mate? Sorry. 54. What did they get last year? Oh, I don't know what they last year. Ah, Bob, what did they get last year? <laughs> But they got 90 wins last year. I think that's oh, why. Okay. Well, oh, yeah, there you go. Well, that, that oh, okay, of course. I'm going higher for the Braves. Those boys are on fire. Uh, Bob? Higher or lower for 90 wins for the uh, Braves? How many games we've got left? 75? I think we'd have to go 500 not to get 90. Uh, unless I can't add up. Yeah, we'll go higher than 90. Uh, like, we're on track for about 95, but that sounds about right. Maybe a little bit lower. But, yeah, that's, that's what we're trapped for. That's fine. Tracy? Can you see the Braves doing it? Higher than 90 wins? Um, I, think, I think they will get about 90 wins. So, in the neither. <laughs> the game's higher or lower, Tracy. <laughs> okay, Pussy. Pussy. a little Pussy. bit higher. Higher and a Ryan. Bit. Uh, yeah, higher. I do think the pitching is could come back. The the team whip is actually not very impressive. So the team ERA is the best in the East, but their their control in general, bullpen and time pitching, I wouldn't say dreadful, but it's certainly <laughs> a sort of Philly and Met standards. So that suggests that the pitching could go backwards. Although I do like Bryce Wilson and I think so, if he gets in the rotation, they'll be all so right. Are you saying higher? I'm saying higher. They're a good what? team. I had eighty nine. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, we'll start with you for this one. The Marlins to finish fourth, yes or no? Uh, no, the Mets have too much power in the offense. They'll they'll finish above the Marlins. Tracy, I'm pretty sure this is an obvious answer. Uh, no, they won't finish fourth. <laughs> Pete, no. Realist, I like it. And Bob, <laughs> uh, if if any team could. Um, but no, they're not going to finish fourth. The Mets aren't going to get any worse, I don't think. All right. I had the Marlins as fourth. Uh, Oi! <laughs> no, no, I agree. I think I agree with Ryan. There's too much power in that Mets team. And I, I think they will actually steady themselves out. Uh, although that, that, that series with the Marlins is going to be interesting straight off the All-Star break. Mm. Um, interesting one. Three NLEs teams in the postseason. Tracy? Um, I don't know. Let me just. And I'm including wildcard in that, by the way. Okay. <laughs> well, all three of us qualified by the uh, by winning the division. 
Uh, well, at the moment, you've got Atlanta winning the East. You've got as, as, as it stands, it would be it would be three yeah. NL East teams as it stands. If, if the season finished now, us and the Nationals would play a wild card game. Um, yeah, possibly, but the so yes other... or no game, Trace. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> But the other teams aren't that far behind. You've got Milwaukee half a game behind, Arizona a game and a half behind. Everyone's in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll Get off the yeah. fence, Tracy. Get off the <laughs> fence. I said yes. She's saying yes. Come on. She's saying a, a, a Nationals Philly uh, wildcard. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said three NL East teams. Well, I yeah, said that. Obviously, oh, so you're saying Philly win the division. It'd be Braves, Nationals. In the uh, wild card, <laughs> oh, I like it, Trace. Nice yeah. one, Pete. Something. What you saying? What you saying, Pete? Bad news, Dave. No. I think just one NL East. Whoa, really? Who do you think? Yeah. Okay. None. Well, who do, you, who do you think the wild card would be out of? Hmm. I like. I like the Brewers as a wild card option. And I don't know. Rockies, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. The Brewers are 0.5 off the wild card. They've got a minus 17 run difference, which yeah, is they're, substantially they're worse pitching. than anybody else. But they're, they're, they're pitching. pitching. They're rota- if yeah, they sort their rotation out, the Brewers would, would, I think, will cruise to a division. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Bob? Uh, no, uh, it'll be the Nats and the Brewers, I think. Brilliant. <laughs> Ryan? Come on, Ryan. Uh. No, I'm still not 100% that the Nationals will, and I'm not 100% the Phillies will. I think one of them probably is in, um, and I think I agree with Pete. I think the Brewers will sort it out enough to, to be in. All right. All right. Could the Braves win the World Series? Could it happen this year? Bob? Oh, not unless we sign, like, two more. Pit. No. Well, if you're saying no, it should be a clean sweep. Ryan? I don't like modal auxiliary verbs, Dave. When you say could the Braves, who are currently winning one of the six major league divisions, could they win the World Series? I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I have to give you a factual answer. I, I you know, there's too many hits. <laughs> Let's rephrase that too. Will they? Will they win the World Series? Will they win the World Series? It's a completely different question. Absolutely not, Dave. (laughs) Yes, yes. You're joking, Pete. (laughs) Do you you want ejecting out this podcast? Sorry, mate. Sorry. Someone was just asking me if I wanted another beer. I was just shouting to them. (laughs) As he slurs that word. (laughs) Tracy, please sweep a nose, please. No. Good. Uh, Okay, will the Phillies make the postseason, Ryan? As it stands right now. No. Will. Will. Oh. Emphasis oh. on Will. Crushing. <laughs> so Bob, will, will the Phillies make the postseason as it stands? Uh, no, I don't think you will. Oh, good. You, 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 you were one picture short before Jay Carriata, you know, threatened violence on Todd's <laughs> picture and then... And, and then we hit the IL. Um, as as Ryan, I, I, I thought we were going to disagree on this a little bit more. As Ryan said earlier, the Phillies have got like very little to trade outwards to bring in and over again. Um, I I don't think so. Tracy, I hate to say it, I hate to break your heart, Dave. Don't say it. you're not hating it at all. Go on, say it. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pete, round it off. How many extra games have we got to play? Marlins, Phillies, how many? 
We haven't got many. We've got one ser- two series left. At oh, there's a chance then. There's a chance. Yeah. Okay. Get, so is that a yes or an OP? Is that a, yeah, I, the, yes Phillies, or no? I've already said it earlier. Phillies aren't making it. Braves are winning the division. That's it from the NL East for me. This is getting more and more depressing. Um, can then... Well, all right, let's not say can because Ryan's proved it. <laughs> I'll stop being pedantic. I'm sorry. Will, will the Nationals win this division, Ryan? Is that to me? It's to all of you. But we'll start with you. No. Tracy, Nationals no. to win the division? Nope. Bob. Uh, they won't. But I think if there's one team that's capable of beating the Dodgers in five games, it's it's a team led by Max Scherzer. Um, uh, like if it's going to be Dodgers against the winner of the wildcard game, if the Nats get through them, um, you only need a couple of good starts in a five-game series and you can win it. Um, like that could be a really fun series that if they get there. But no, I don't think they'll win it. They 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 need they need too many relievers. Um, but I think they can get a wildcard spot. Pete, Bob has been drinking way too much coke. He is talking about the Nats winning playoff baseball. Well, that's that, true. That ain't <laughs> happening. So exactly, we all know what happens when they get there. I'd say though, the Nats are the biggest threat to the Braves for this Braves. division. Uh, their starting pitching is—we've <laughs> just seen it last week. It's good. Uh, yeah, they're, the, they're the, the biggest challenger. Whether they get there, who knows? But the Braves are the favourites right now. I, I, do you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to go against it. I think the Nationals are going to pit the Braves. I'm going to my neck on the line. I think the Nationals are, are full flowing. I think if, they, if their rotation goes long enough at the moment, they're going to rely on their bullpen too much. And their bullpen settled down a lot. Uh, I, I would add that in the midst of the Nazis' hot stretch, their record against the, uh, the record uh, and the Braves' record is basically exactly the same in that time. So as hot as the Nats have been, I don't think they've actually gained any ground on the Braves in that run. No. they both I, I, been pretty good, but I just wanted to point that out. If, if, so, if I want to be, if, you think they can make up six games, do you? Yeah, I do. I do. They've got a lot of series coming up as well. They've, very, they've, got, uh, they've got two series against each other in the next month. You and can't fight got... the Royals and the Marlins. Their, their, their fixes are going to get a bit more difficult coming up in August. Uh, next one. Uh, okay. Which, uh, well, this is actually a pr- bit obvious. Which NL East team will go furthest in the postseason, Pete? Has to be the Braves, then, obviously. Yeah, I think this is. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. Well, hopefully, that, hopefully, if two get there, they'll both be out in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Atta boy, Ryan. Atta boy. Unless it's the Phillies, of course. And then they can... Well, yeah, yeah, Ryan. <laughs> I'm feeling more and more depressed about the Phillies as this podcast goes on. Tracy? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to have to be the Braves, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and Bob, you're going to say you're going to go further than anyone else out of that slot? I think so. Um, yeah, as, as Peter Quartley points out, predicting the Nationals to win anything in the postseason is a, a, a bit pretty too far. Um, I, I quite <laughs> like our chances against the Cubs or the Brewers or the Cardinals or the Pirates or even the Reds. Um, All right. All right, I'm going to rephrase it. Will the team from the NL East get to the World Series? Uh, no, it'll be the Dodgers. No, we're all saying Dodgers, Dodgers as it stands, the World Series. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, you'd be shocked if it wasn't. But we playoff baseball is unpredictable. That they're, they're the team to beat. But there's going to be three other NL teams vying for that, and you you can beat teams. It's part. I mean, injuries happen, and I'm not wishing it on anyone. But injuries happen, slow streaks happen at the wrong time. Of course, but their it's differentials possible. massive. 
129. That doesn't mean that the differential is going to be massive in a five-game series. Their bullpen is still horrible, but um, they are who's the best is it? Team. It's a, no I think that's, that. that's just a National League thing at the moment. Bullpens being horrible. Oh, 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 no, the Padres have just swept the uh, Dodgers. The best ERA in the majors for bullpen the last two months is the Braves. I know, I know Ryan's going to chew me out for you know saying ERA is the only stat that matters, and he's right. Um, but the Braves bullpen hasn't been that bad. And we've been led by Ad. This this leads me into the main point of coming on tonight by Anthony Swarzak, who's you know one of the you know one of the the, the fabled five in the Robinson Cano trade from the Mets. We mm. uh, interesting scooped him up from the Mariners. He's been really good. Pete Alonso, higher or lower than forty five home runs. Tracy, well, he's already got thirty. I'd hope so. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely higher. Fifty. It's up for uh, Swarzak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd go for. 55. 55. Wow. Pete? I'm going lower. Oh, well, lower than 45. Second half slump. Really <laughs> <laughs> swing tonight. Wow. So, what would you say? Lower than 40? Yeah. I'd- I'm just going, yeah, between 40, 45, but I'm going lower than 45 to be controversial. But no, second like half it, slump. <laughs> He's yes. going to go the home. Is he in the home run derby as well? Is that going tonight? Yes. 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 Uh, there we go. He's going to lose his swing there. The, the that's curse, him done. The curse of the home run derby is going to strike. <laughs> He'll be cooked. That's him done. And, that, and that's the Mets gone. <laughs> that's uh, the Sorry, sorry, Trace. Uh, Ryan? No, you're not. <laughs> higher than lower than 45. Oh, Higher, and if you include the ones at the home run derby, you might be at 100. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I love Pete Alonso. The guy's mental. I don't know how much power is in his arms. Crazy. Um, Bob? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Alonso is, you know, it's too early to say yet, but Alonso's about 12 months away from probably being the most scary hitter in the NL East. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll get to probably low to mid-50s. Uh, the NL East MVP, Ryan, start with you. The NL East, well, it would be Max Scherzer, I think, probably, if it ended today. I, mean, I can't believe what this guy does year after year, just like an absolute machine. Statistically makes no sense. His arm should be dropping off. He should be going to bed at night having to put <laughs> like that some sort of odd horse tranquilizer on his elbow or something. But for some reason, he doesn't have to. He's a freak of nature. He's the best player in baseball, Max Scherzer. Pete? I completely agree with Ryan. I I think I said it the other day on Twitter, actually. Spark debate. But I'd like to see Mike Trout pitching. When I see Mike Trout pitching, then you know maybe I'd be convinced. But uh, what what flashed it up to me was uh, you get you know the MLB stolen base alerts on Twitter. Scherzer, did he have two stolen bases the other night or something crazy? <laughs> no. Yeah. This guy, this guy is incredible. And like I said, I know all stats say war and F war and all this type of rubbish that Trout's unbelievable and by far better than Scherzer. But when I see him throw a fastball and get people out, then they'll convince me. At the moment, Scherzer is the best baseball player. Love it. Bob? I, I love Max just as much as the next man. But Ryan, more than anyone, should know that pitchers don't win MVP awards. Um, the oh. MVP. The, the the MVP award for the NL East, Freddie Freeman. Um, that's pretty simple. Best, and best Trace, I think we know what your answer is going to be. 
Uh, you might not actually. Oh. Oh. I'm going to go for Jeff McNeil. Interesting shout. Didn't, didn't see it coming. Don't see it happening. But yeah. he, he can. He's a bit of a whiz at the small ball. He's just adds more. Right. Good shout. Good shout. Uh, I've got to agree with Scherzer. <laughs> watching that guy pitch is unbelievable. Aaron Does he look could... freaky with those with the odd colours eyes and the black eye as well? Yeah, we did that. <laughs> he's, Your fault. He's, he's been a demon ever since. He's been unbelievable. The biggest the player wise, the biggest flop in the NLE so far. Tracy. <laughs> How long have we got? Robinson Cano. No, I think it's gonna be quite popular, Bob. Uh yeah. Um Come back to me, but yeah, can I so far? I can't think of anyone else. Ryan, I can see you frantically well, looking at some horrible stats from someone. No, I mean, probably Edwin Diaz. I mean, when we were playing fancy baseball, he was get your bona fide closer now. He's the best in baseball. He's he's the best. The I'm sorry, it's been a disaster. It's not his fault. Closing is well known to be sort of lick your finger, put it in the air and see what the season feels like because it's hard to do and I don't know, it's it's not good enough. It's bad. It is. It is. Pete? Similar theme, but Trevor Rosenthal, you need to retire. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, but oh, we've done, Bob. Uh, Trevor, yeah. Dave, uh, who's yours? Bryce Harper! I've got, no, no, I've, I've gone. Don't be stupid, Bob. I've gone through my half of stats to prove he's actually been more of a. Michael good... Franco. I was told Franco could hit. Frank, I tell you what, Franco's still doing a, a defensively. Franco's been brilliant, and he's still doing a job. Franco's a stopgap for Alex Boone, and when he when he comes up, oh, yes. Then we, what an info we'll have then. Kingry for Hernandez, Segura, Boom, Hoskins. Uh, boom, uh, Real Muto. What an infield outfield McCutcheon, Bruce Harper, Nick Williams on fire in triple A. Is Harper gonna run into anybody else like yesterday? Oh, twice, twice, I know. King. It, it keeps happening. Yeah, I, I think that's more kit on Kingery, though. He's not an experienced center, for, uh, center forward, not an experienced center, <laughs> as I say, center midfielder, center fielder. He's not experienced yes. centre fielder. So, yeah, that uh, first one was definitely Harper's yesterday. Yeah, I think, well, to be honest with you, I think they both... Uh, Kingery, just miscommunication. I think that's going to come yeah. the more he plays in that position. Um, right, guys. Now it's a free-for-all. And uh, brace yourselves, because I feel Bob... I've got you more than right? I, I... Yeah. Um, so uh, from uh, here, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, let's be realistic with it, Bob. What? I'll will come around. It's not going to be all. You know, there'll be a moral to this. As 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 you guys know, and lots of people that follow me, I do keep tabs on shenanigans at the Mets. Um, it is kind of a full time job at times. And yeah, like I should be getting irrationally angry at another team, but I I. Do with the Mets because 
I feel like when the Mets were interviewing for a GM over the winter, many of them would have gone in and would have said, yeah, we're going to take a couple of steps back, like try and build to build up the farm again, et cetera, et cetera, and then maybe try and hit the ground in 2020 and clear some salary. There would have been a lot of logic in that. But Brody Van Wyken went, no, we're going to try and win now. And I've got a lot of time for that because too many GMs have it far too simple going and say, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to be crap for four years and then we'll try and make it work in a few years time. And Van Wagenen got the job and I, you know, I thought the whole thing was dodgy hiring an agent to become a general manager. And the reaction to that was what it was, but he went in and said, we're going to try and be good. It's like, fine. And the thing is, is that he was right. Like a lot of people would have blown it up or would have, you know, slowed down and would have taken it, taken a year to get it right. The, the Mets are actually quite good. That's kind of what's, part of the problem is that we talk about the reasons why teams are great etc etc you look at one of the big key factors one of the consistent factors in a lot of the great teams in baseball right now it is that they've got young controllable hitters the, the yankees have got it the dodgers have got it the astros certainly had it although bregman Correa, and springer are a bit older now the braves have got it other teams have got it and so have the mets the mets have got a gun ace the all of the hard Who pressed the button? And, and, and I kind of feel like the, the, the Cano thing was always going to come back to bite them in the sense that the back end of that contract is going to be bad, whatever happens. And Jared Kalenic is probably going to be quite good. But the fact is, is that we should have been talking about this in two or three years' time. Brody Van Wagenen made one big move early on, and it set the Mets back. And the reason the Mets are 10 games under 500 is all on the Mets. It's just, it's a, it's an organization that is like a walking Mortimer and Wise sketch. Like, it's just one, it's just one dumpster fire after another. It's just one thing after another. And everything's wrong. And like, now, now it's like, okay, like, well done, Brody. Well in. Like, you know, you've ruined one season. There is hope. <laughs> there is hope in that, like, this is what we come Dave, you've kicked him again. I'm not touching anything, guys. Honest, it's his mic. <laughs> this is a really good time for teams to be selling pitchers and players. And the Mets have got Zach Wheeler, they've got Vargas, although I don't know that Vargas has got much trade value, etc. etc. Um, the Mets have got a very important three weeks and they've got a very important six months. Um, Brody Van Wagenen doesn't have much room for error now in that if he makes mistakes in the next six months, the Mets may be sat there with the most powerful hitter in baseball and the guy that can hit for the highest average in baseball and treading water at 500. Uh, that's why I feel bad for the Mets because they are a incompetent organization, but they have very, very, very good players, but they just shouldn't be this bad. And hopefully my mic just about held up through all of that. No, we got, uh, we got, we got the gist of it, Bob. Right. Pretty well. Um, just Tracy? to sort of bizarrely agree with Bob, <laughs> um, it's it's the ownership, it's the Will Ponds. They definitely hold the purse strings. They should have been gotten rid of a long time ago, um, in my personal opinion. And who, who, who gets who gets rid of him? Like they are the, the top, aren't they? Well, I think Major League Baseball. Um, and, and they're probably not going to get involved. A serious question on the Will Ponds: Are they really that bad? Because it's not yes. like the Mets are like it's not like the Mets are like the Pirates. It's not you know the Pirates who are spending like eighty million dollars a year on salary and whatnot, and just be like we're just going to try what we've got. The Mets have got a pretty high payroll. Like it wasn't Jeff Wilpon that said, "Yeah, let's lumber ourselves with a hundred million dollars of Robinson Cano for the next five years." That's on Brody. 
Um, like I know there are horror stories about the Wilpons doing weird things, but I, I feel like this is on Brody. A lot of it is on Brody, um, but the Wilpons, he he's the Will Brody is the Wilpons puppet. Puppet. Mm. I was going to say something a lot worse. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's going to be the fall guy for the uh, Will Ponds. And I think um, it was Will Ponds' decision to bring in Mickey Calloway. And that, that was last year. You could excuse it because he was an inexperienced manager. But this year, some of the things that he's done are inexcusable and that includes the uh, locker room incident and if you think it's bad looking at it from an outsider's point of view try being a Mets fan that's true uh, however bad it gets for us I just think I look over there at you guys and I think it could be worse yeah and then I look at the Marlins and think <laughs> it could <laughs> no, be worse <laughs> I didn't say that Pete that won't me you implied it though, Dave. <laughs> are, are we all in agreement that this, and at least as it stands, is probably how it's going to finish position wise? Braves, Nationals, Phillies, Mets, Marlins? Realistically, I think yes, but I would like to see the Mets make a bit of a run for it, you know, show some, show a bit of passion on the field rather than in the flipping locker room. You want us, uh, Tracy? You're you're in agreement that they should sell off bits and pieces in the next few weeks. Um, yes, and build around McNeil and Alonso because they are the future. And Jacob Degrom, he's got a six-year contract. He was Cy Young last year. He's not been bad this year. He's just been let down by like last year, lack of run support and bullpen. Can you trade us Michael Conforto then, if if you don't want him? You can have him in his back problems. He's going to be another David Wright. Okay. David, you heard it there, Dave. Get on the phone to the GM. We can have him. Our, our IL list is pretty big as it is. We don't need any more contributions to that. <laughs> testing our healthcare system. Pete, are you, uh, are you pretty much in agreement? I, I personally think that each of the teams in their current position could change, if we're honest. There's, there's still time. There's so many games to play. So much can happen. I mean, just think a few weeks back, the Phillies were absolutely tearing it up. Braves were nowhere. Completely flipped on its head. The Nats were awful. The Mets were still good. The Marlins were shit. Yeah, okay, we're still shit. But, um... <laughs> so, come on, Pete. Where do you see it ending up? <sighs> no starting on the fence now. I've already said I, I, I see the Braves winning it, but I, what I'm saying is I don't think it's... They're not locked in. Let's, let's use that no, terminology. No, I don't think locked in. I think the Nationals are going to make a run from. There's no reason why the Phillies can't, because... We're 47 43. We haven't even got going yet. Although, pitching wise, let's see what happens. But, but, Eflin, Eflin's... Only half a game behind Washington. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, again, all I want is a wild card spot. Just to see his team <laughs> for the first time in my life supporting them and seeing them in postseason baseball will be, will be it for me. I'll be delighted. 
But uh, we, Nola's on form. Nola is the key to this right now. It's Can any pitch play- for three, five days, Dave? That, you know, the other four are still a problem. Yeah, but yeah, hang I on. just want to be fair as well here. I agree with Dave. The Phillies are right there with the Mets on record. So coming on here today, there's been a lot of sort of positivity about the Nationals and quite a bit of negativity towards the Phillies. That's because of recent form. Very similar records. Also, as I mentioned earlier... The Braves' starting rotation is no certainty. There's no guaranteed, absolute, bona fide, definite ace of that. I know Soroka's having a very good season. He's a good pitcher. He is an Aaron Nola, I'll say that. And what I will say as well, as I mentioned earlier, that's the one element of this Braves team that could potentially break down. And if it does, it's certainly possible that either Washington or Philly goes on a run and makes a, a, a play of the division. It's possible. Yeah, I mean it's only it's only six games. It's not it's not out of the question. I mean, I I think ask me the question once we know the rotation at the beginning of August, um, because uh, I expect us to add at least one guy. Ryan, why didn't you guys look at Dallas Keuchel? I'm not saying you didn't, and I'm not saying Keuchel's. I don't think he was ever in favour with the Phillies. I I don't think they've ever wanted him from the start. How many years did Keuchel get on his deal? Uh, three months. Three, wasn't it? Oh, they just signed to the end of the season, right? So I don't know what's going on. There's obviously problems with the um, ML um, Players Association deals there, because that's crazy. But um, yeah, it's a, that's a good deal for the Braves. Why did the Phillies not sign him? Uh, I honestly don't know. On a three-month deal, that sounds reasonable. I'm not his biggest fan, I have to say, but he'd have been an no. improvement on Vince. Yeah, well, and I, I feel like now, I, I just feel like now, like you're in a position where, like, you probably do need to bring in at least one guy, and then you're kind of thinking, well, how do we do that? Um, but it's going to be tough. Like, there's there's not that many starting pitchers on the trade market available. What like, the Red Sox today are talking about looking for one. It's like, well, you and guys the have as a lot. Well. Yeah, like the Red Sox don't have a lot to give up in terms of prospects unless they just dig the well even deeper. Um, like if you know, we talk about the Marlins. I don't think the Marlins will move anyone, but like if there was, you know, if I'm if I'm the Mets sat on Zach Wheeler, I mean, knowing the Mets, they'll screw it up somehow. But if I'm the Mets sat on Zach Wheeler, I'm feeling quite good. Like you know, it's like there's that it's a seller's market. But if I if I'm Philly, I'm thinking we need at least one starter. I don't know how we get that unless we just take on on that side. I think Eflin has shown some brilliance this year. He's had two complete games. He's still very young. If he can, you know, we just need some good outings out of Eflin. The more the same. He'd have had three if if the Phillies could hit the game I was at. He yes, got that's true. Yeah, great innings because the Phillies were two runs, uh, two nil down. Two nil. Yes, yeah, so, uh, and so Eflin, Eflin's got it. It's it's just a consistency, but he's still young enough. Pavetta's shown glimpses. He's not in the season we all hoped, um, but he again he's young. Vince, I, I don't know about Vince. I, I really don't know. He he worries me. But uh, Santos has been blown up both times he's come up. So, yeah, what behind, it's a bit worrying. But in terms of our rotation, I think we're on about a par with the Braves. Like, we both got Soroku. You got Soroku, we got Nola. And behind, I think our younger pitchers could step it up. Have we seen it this season so far? Go on, Ryan. There's a, there's a little period now. The, the sort of first two weeks after the All-Star break are always crucial because if you get a bit of good luck, and you you do nicely, then perhaps you start to think about, okay, let's go and get a guy. But what the Phillies did when McCutcheon went down was nice because they went to Seattle, they got Jay Bruce for very limited financial commitment, Mm. and they basically gave up next to nothing to get him. So that was sort of a win-win right there. They got him for nothing. But 
now they have to wait, I think, because if they come out the all-star break and go five and ten, five and eight or something like that, all of a sudden they're at 500, they're probably not going to make a move. Well, if they go eight and five or they go eight and three or, you know, straight hot out the gates, all of a sudden you're over 10 games over 500. Yeah, you're in. Our, our, our season will be, we've got the Nationals next, then the Dodgers and the Pirates and the Tigers and the Braves. If we come out of that little sequence... Still above 500 by three or four games. I'll be happy. Yeah, but what I think the point I'm getting at, I agree with that. But the point is, if they get a little bit of luck and the, the rubber, the green goes their way and all of a sudden they're, they're 10 plus games over 500 and looking very good for a wild card place, that's when they might push the chips in and say, all right, we will trade not an elite guy, mm. but we will trade an arm oh, here saying, yeah. to, to go and get a starter. Whereas if they go the other way, they'll probably just keep hold of what they got. So there's a little period that's quite crucial now for those teams that are on the cusp. Yep, absolutely. Guys, we're going to wrap this up because... Uh, I'm going <laughs> to bed. <laughs> uh, just one quick thing before we do. Yes, Trace. All-star game, for, against, or, and why? Mm. I, like, I like all the festivities around it. I like the home run derby. If we had players in, I'd, I'd be definitely watching. I'm looking forward to it coming to Philly and I'll definitely try and get out there for it in 2026, whenever it is, but... The game itself, I don't know. I think it's better than what the NBA one is and the NFL one and um, the MLS one version they have over there. But uh, it, it's fun. I'm not against it. I'm not really for it. If there's more Phillies players in, I'd probably pay more attention to it. But it's just Real Muto. Same with the home run derby. But I enjoy everything around it. What about you, Pete? I'm pro all-star and particularly pro home run derby i it was i think it's an awesome experience it's fun isn't watch. it it's fun it's good fun and also yeah. i think it's nice to have the break as well uh, i think it's uh, good uh, for uh, the players yeah and the, the players seem to really enjoy it as well it doesn't seem like oh we've got to go and do this it's like they no. really enjoy coming together i i agree and it's i think it's a good experience there's people for and against it i'm in the uh, i'm in the four camp for sure yeah i'm probably more in the four ryan yeah, I'm less miserable than I used to be, so I'm for it now. I, I must say, I must say, I don't watch it. I don't ever think, okay, I'm gonna stay up all night and watch this. I'm not that bothered. I don't care who wins, but I'm glad everyone's having fun and everyone that wants to watch it is is enjoying it. So I don't see why, even if I'm not watching, I don't see why I would have to say, oh, get rid of that. No, no, it's fun. People enjoy it. Like I said, in 2026, it goes to fear. I'd love to be out there for the game and all the festivities and the home run derby and everything around it because it looks a great experience but uh, unless we had a lot of Phillies players in it I wouldn't really stay up and watch it either Bob? Oh, I, I think the home run derby is a bit of a waste of time um, <laughs> like it's just you know, 40,000 people he's as miserable as I used to be look to turn up to watch a glorified batting practice. Like, you know, like, I would be fine. Just make it harder. Like, you know, I'm so going put, to bed. I've had enough of this nonsense. Put, put a pitching <laughs> machine up there and throw it. Um, the All-Star game, I, I think they need to define what it is um, because it's kind of like, is it a popularity contest? Is it the, the match oh, between the voting the, behind it? Yeah, like, like no one really knows what it is. Like, you know, I mean, the, the teams are about right. Like, some of the secondary voting was a bit weird. Like, you know, the top nine NL outfielders included, like, Jason Hayward, Kyle Schwarber, and Nick Markakis. And I love Nick, but he wasn't one of the best nine NL outfielders this year. 
um, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, the whole thing about, you know, teams encouraging their fans to vote for every single one of their players. Like, it, it either, like, take it seriously and make it serious, then I might pay attention. But in the current form, it's, you know, it's what it's it is. It's fun, Bob. It's, it doesn't <laughs> everyone, everyone knows the voting's daft and its popularity, but uh, it's, it's, are you are you just angry because Bryce Harper didn't make it? Because fuss about Bryce. I'm glad JT's in. Uh, if you'd asked me in in May, then I would have said you would put Cesar in there, Kingry in there, Hoskins in there, uh, Segura, Kutch. But you would have the I would have the whole Phillies team in in March when we went three and zero. Just like your fantasy <laughs> team, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking fantasy base. Let's go in south very quickly. Guys, thank you very much for coming on. Um, it's way overrun. This is meant to be a 45-minute limit. There's no way anyone's listening at this point. Swear all you <laughs> like now, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an hour and <laughs> uh, right, I think guys. this is a two-part series, this one, mate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Oh, I can't be bothered. I say no one's listening <laughs> at this point. No one's listening at this point, like you said. Um, if, if people are still listening, generally, thank you for sticking it out for an hour and forty minutes. Get to life. If you are still listening, get to life. You if you're still listening, <laughs> subscribe. I, I might even set up a Patreon if you're still listening. Yes. That dedicated. <laughs> even I would have switched off by now. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, this Friday, we've got Tom McCarthy for NBC. I promise that won't go on as long as this. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, enjoy the all-star break, guys, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. But no buys from Bob, Pe- Bob and Peter gone. No. I'm no, still here. I just figured you were going to I'm here, I'm here. Gonna... I'm going to cut this off. This is not a good ending. <laughs> it's still recording. Okay. I was kind of thinking. Bye, guys.